You're listening to the Gen Zen Broadcasting System. You're listening to 40 Something Podcast, Valley in the Vig. Now, here are your hosts, Silicon Steve Valley and the Vig. 40 Something Podcast and the cryptocurrency world is being turned on its ears. It's time for Tales of the Crypto Keeper with our resident crypto genius, the Vig. What is going on, brother? Topsy-turvy times, unpredictable times, it does go up because it's like a haven to like, because it's so decentralized and like, you know, it's just like, whoa, you got one of these. I, I haven't I haven't even looked at what I have or what, what's going on with my thing. I just don't. Psychologically, it's going to be destructive to me. So I just don't do it. Yeah. And I put a little bit aside right now to get through and I actually get a $500 weekly stipulation from unemployment, but that's out. That's done in two weeks. So (laughs) I'm really lucky. I actually got that. It's hilarious. It's just like a three, three. but uh, so I, I actually applied for three jobs and I got three interviews. So there's there's definitely work. So I'm just going to be doing a lot of that. Just a lot of like delivery stuff because I just can work my own hours. And uh, so, but yeah, I, like I said, I wasn't even, I woke up, I saw this morning and then I wasn't surprised. And then I, I see it getting, getting worse today. Yeah. Um, But like, I'm able to have a clear head about it because I simply have not looked at my shit in like two weeks because it was bad then. Then it went up a little bit, I, you know, and now it's doing this. So I'm just like, I'm not psychologically. It'll just be like, it'll put me, it'll just get me all like, <laughs> and like, as you said, you had something planned with that or whatever. And now you're probably down. You probably liquidated on that. Uh, we're definitely liquidated. Yeah. We're in the red now for the first time, but I was in the black for the first two weeks. You know what I mean? You know, I, was in yeah. the, I was actually in the black, like by a grand. You know, but whatever. It wasn't like significant, but it was good enough. And now we're probably grand down. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like probably, you know, I put what I put fifteen in there initially, and then I think I put another like grand in over that. So we're under. We're, so my what I put in is sixteen, and so I have a little less now than that. But all good, man. And diversified. You know what I mean? I got my real estate, which I hate to say it like this, but I got my real estate, my my house. Which you know, I, I have a lot of equity in, and I got um, uh, I don't know, I just I don't know. I hope I don't I hope, I hope in general people are doing all right with this. I remember seeing various YouTube comments on stuff that was just like I sold the house and bought Cardano, or like I you know, or just stuff like that. Well, that's that's I mean, you can make you can take a risk, look, look you can take risks. But it's really risky if you dump all your entire portfolio into this. That's really risky because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. so that's not something I ever wanted to do. But I do believe in crypto now that I've done some research, obviously doing the show with you. I do believe in it and I do believe that it's going to be massive. But it might now basically if this crashes more than all of a sudden, I my idea of shorting it to make a quick profit and keep whatever my profits were in there 
that's no longer viable. I'm going to have to play the long game and hope in 10 years what I have is worth considerably more, in which I believe it will. Yeah. Or six months. <laughs> well, yeah. So we'll see. You know, you it, could, it could turn. It could turn. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. I think also a lot of people are seeing the weak, there's the weak hands, there's not diamond hands. And then, you know, people are not seeing like an advancement in Bitcoin. And so then they're, and they're discovering all these other ones that are out there. Not that they're going up at all today, but they're, you know, they're, you know, converting out of that. Like what what you were doing, you convert, well, you can also convert your Bitcoin into other things and stuff like that. Uh, Hey, and yeah, people people are getting out now. And it's more about services, goods, and tangible functions. Yeah. <laughs> you want a cheese three day pass? Are you are are you how familiar are you with Bo Burnham? I feel like I'm familiar with, I've heard the name a few times, but I don't like know who he is or what. Well, he's a real interesting guy. He's a comedian and he started as a YouTube sensation. And then he has put out numerous amount of specials, but three real big ones. And his latest one is called inside. And it was completely shot from his apartment, completely filmed, shot, directed, written everything by him. And he just put it out and it might be something you're vibing with. Cause we're talking about, you know, the pandemic and how people are getting through it. And this was, I thought a com- com- it's kind of a morph between comedic performance and documentary of a man going absolutely fucking insane. And I thought there were a lot of parallels with you and him in some of the struggles he, he saw. But he also has is working on a lot of shit, too. And it all comes from a place of self-loathing. It comes from a place of some insecurity, but it comes from a place of a real hard worker. And it was really fascinating. First of all, I think he's brilliantly funny in a lot of ways. He's quirky. But this is not your typical special. So if anyone's checking it out, it's something. If you struggle during this pandemic, you can see for yourself how someone can struggle with it. Oh yeah, but it's a it's, but it's, yeah. a, it's, it's, it's still, hilarious. Still going on, yeah, yeah. yeah so still it's weaving on. in. So yeah, it's weaving in and out of a comedy special into his loss of sanity because he was primed to come make a make a comeback, and then the pandemic hit, and then he couldn't. So he had this all creative shit he had to do, and he was losing his shit. So I implore everybody. It was shot over about a year or so, and he just released it. It's called Inside by Bo Burnham, and I certainly big. I would actually encourage you to watch it because I think you would relate to it in a lot of ways. All right, is it on YouTube? You said it's on Netflix. Netflix, okay. Yeah, so Bo Burnham had two other specials. He had Make Happy, which was the last one, which I thought was actually the better one, but a lot of people like the original one, which was what? That was the name of it, what? But this one is very, very weird. It's very avant-garde, kind of indie vibe. It wasn't – no audience. It was He did lighting by himself. He was doing lighting in the moment all himself. He was taking shots of talking about his documentary 
And in the midst of it, he's doing all these different commentaries on life with his comedic ways. And he was making light of a lot of serious shit in the Bo Burnham way that he does. But it really morphs in and out of documentary to comedy special in such a way that I've never seen before. It was pretty outstanding. So just wanted to get that out there because I know you struggled with, you know, mental issues with the pandemic. You've been candid about it here and a lot that a lot of people have. And I thought it was a very interesting way to kind of look at how someone can build off of this and maybe find some ways to heal. Sure. And I think there needs to be, there needs to be that going forward now, some healing and some progress uh, as we, as we pull out of this, you know, I know we've been talking about, um, you know, that just like, do we wear a mask here? Or we not wear a mask. You know, that, that's just continuing around, around here. I think it's getting slightly better, at least in the area, in the Denver area. Um, I'm not sure about the East coast, but uh, all the Red Rock shows, everybody's just chilling, you know? So everybody's got, they're all unmasked and crowds are a little less than they would be. Uh, I'm just going by the biscuits. The biscuits are really the only main band I know that have played there besides Lotus. And uh, it's like stacked at like uh, 6,000. I think 6,000 people are allowed in there now, which is a huge improvement. Just think of how things were one year ago. And now there's there's Red Rock shows with 6,000 participants, audience members. Yeah, and as you said before, people are looking to spend their money. They're getting back to normal. And that's the kind of things that get us back to normal, enjoying life. Joy. What brings us joy? Sure. And that's why we're seeing these supply chain runs on, on certain things as well. And if you want to rent a car right now, get ready to pay for it. If you can find one, if you want to buy a car, get ready to, to, to look under some rocks for that. Um, I've, I'm hearing, I'm actually hearing a lot. I don't know if you've heard about this in the airways and then they have suspended liquor on American airlines and Southwest because of, there's a lot of unruly, Passages, and I think you know, it just comes to people are feeling very entitled right now. They're 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 feeling like, okay, look, they're feeling very alpha, you know. Yeah, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this because I can now. And you know what? Watch me. And uh, so, yes, American Airlines and Southwest Airlines have banned liquor on the all of their flights, and they are thinking. FAA is thinking about all all airlines. Right now, as we get through this, uh, I had shared on the show how I flew from Charlotte to Denver in May. Flight turned around on the air on the runway before taking off at the airport. Went back to the gate at the airport, and we escorted a play, uh, a lady off of the flight for not wearing a mask. Yeah, I understand this. I'm so over it too, and honestly, I just don't care. You know, like I've had to like wear a mask into the the dealership to get my car worked on and then the waiting room. And then, you know, I'm just like, this is so weird, but like, that's the thing. It's just going to be like an up and down topsy turvy time. It's going to be one of those summers. So we've had it before, except now it's post pandemic one. And, uh, you know, as we're seeing also in the, in the, in the global scale of things, India is still getting crushed. Brazil is, uh, there's still a lot of uncontrolled virus penetration out there in the, in the world. We, we were lucky here in the, in the United States for as bad as it was, but we we got the, the vaccines rolled out here. And, you know, there's a little animosity out there that we're, we're hanging on to a little too much vaccine now, hoping that a majority of our citizens get vaccinated where they could actually be used 
in places like India and Brazil, where it's really just um, taking its toll. So, well, if we're not being used, they should be. We, I mean, these things have expiration dates. So if yeah. our citizens are being ignorant, not taking this vaccine and still, I don't want to get, I don't want to get upset today. We've kind of leveled off with that. I honestly think we might have seen the best of that, which doesn't, doesn't really bode well uh, for the unvaccinated. I, I think that it's still going to be pretty rampant among those who are not vaccinated. And I think the death, death toll is going to still go up and, it, and you're going to see some of these people that could have just easily gotten vaccinated, but, you know, for some disinformation campaign or what they bought into with their friends, family, politics, personal beliefs, they didn't get it. And then. My question is, do I care if now they're taking a risk now that I'm vaccinated and science is saying that I should be good. Let them take that risk. Right. What do you think? Sure. Let them take the risk. Now. Well, you, yeah. A year ago, yes. I didn't want you. But now if you want to take that risk, eh, okay. Yeah, we got through that. So now it's just that's that person's risk. That's that person's belief. If they wanted to buy into that, you know, great. But what, what annoys me now is that I feel that if I walk into like a private store or a personal store and there's people that are unvaccinated in there, I'm the one that has to wear the mask. That's stupid. I'm not, I'm not down with it. If I got vaccinated, I, I think that masks should not be ma- mandatory. I but do believe if you're not if you're not vaccinated, you shouldn't have to go without a mask. But if I but then again, if you're vaccinated, who gives a shit? Nobody's even asked me. No, no one's asking. Car. Yeah, it's like a, There's a lot of people question. who are just walking in, never got vaccinated, and they don't, they're just like, good. I'm sticking it to the government. They were controlling me for a year. Ooh, they were scary and controlling me. I had to put a piece of cloth on my face and it controlled my mind. Like that one. Yeah, disingenuous. Punks, dude. You're not controlling. Yeah, yeah. You 350 beer swilling, chicken wing eating moron. Yeah, the government's trying to control you. You're the one they're worried about. Jesus Christ. Unbelievable. Just like what they said in the Wawa. Unbelievable. Did they say that at yeah. Wawa? They said that to you in Wawa for your Oh, yes, that's face. right. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I'm vaccinated, baby. You could say unbelievable all you want. There's still, now there's still people not wearing masks. I, this is unbelievable. Still, here it is, June 8th, and there's still people not wearing masks. I just can't believe this. 500,000 people are dead, and you're not wearing a mask after you were vaccinated, you piece of shit. So, yeah. Ow. Well, so that's where I have to agree with the right wingers to a certain extent, but these right wingers are also ones that are not getting the vaccination and don't want to wear the mask. And that's a lane you can't be in. You either be pro-vaccination or wear the mask. You can't do both. And a lot of these children, literally acting like spoiled brat children, don't want to wear a mask still. Just get the, hey, I don't know about you, Vic. You, you drove hours and hours and hours, got your injection, probably Plus. experienced... Anxiety like I did. I had a panic attack my second one. I like had a straight panic attack because I thought I was going to die because of some of the shit that's been going on. I was like, they had to get me water. Like I made a scene because I was under such stress over this vaccination. I did my part. You did your part. We are good. So again, take your complaints about us not wearing a mask and shove them directly up your ass. 
I'll say it over and over and over again. Good stuff. That's all the stuff that's going on and other things. Kamala Harris, what did she go to the, she went to Guatemala and we talked about what was going on in Guatemala. Yes. And doesn't look like it's getting much better. But there is some ideal hotels in Guatemala, if you want to. I, I Google Guatemala and a bunch of hotel things popped up. Please come. Please come here. Spend your money. We have great tourism. Great, you can get a hotel really cheap. <laughs> and they love tourists here. But anyways. They, they will sell you your, your stuff from like 10 years ago back to you. So, oh man. So it looks like Kamala Harris, she's going to test the longstanding partnership in her words in meeting on migration with Mexico's Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador, and he's obviously very important, who's been uh, pretty critical of Biden administration's immigration policies. So uh, they're going to meet today, and it's going, and what she's saying, there might be some tough conversations and tough questions for Kamala Harris. So I don't know. They aren't doing a good job with the immigration, and that's going to be something. Again, I don't know how terrible immigration impacts the entire country because I'm in Pennsylvania. We got some illegal people here, but not a lot. We're not down in Texas. We're not down in California, New Mexico, all those. So I don't know how bad it is, but what you hear by all reports, if we're going to call a spade a spade, is Joe Biden is failing miserably in comparison to Donald Trump. That's the one spot you can clearly say Donald Trump did a much better job. Well, uh, there's been an onslaught, a, a real rush to the border that I don't think Trump was dealing with. And that has happened after this hurricane had hit uh, that area down there. And then it was a change. And now people see the authoritarian president has been his left. So now they're going to try. So now there's that. And then that's 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 caused that. And then, you know, those those two things, mainly, I, I don't really know what 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 Kamala Harris was going to try to do. He's basically telling them to get a hold of your people. I don't know how you can really do that. Um, the PBS did a good story about how you could you could follow some of the migrants up through, and it's a quite a journey. And they go through a lot, and then they still uh you know, and get turned around right at the border or get caught. You know, it's really only if you're a kid traveling alone. Do they take you in and then they then actually you get put in these safe houses, really, yeah. these camps. Um, and I don't really know how that's even going. It seems like the media has just stopped reporting on how that has been working. But those were not so safe places. Um, during Trump. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and also, but they weren't great during the Obama era either. Now, obviously, I said this before, Trump didn't handle it well at all. It sounded, he came off cruel, racist, and, and ignorant. And the wall was a ridiculously stupid idea. It was something for him to rally his 
fear, fear driven, racist base. That's all that was. That's all that wall was. That's all it ever was. And it was clear as the day if you knew what you were talking, if you, you had, a, had any sense of who Donald Trump is. Immigration's a great, great battle cry, you know, but do people in Idaho really give a shit? No, but they're going to be like, yeah, fuck those Mexicans. People in Idaho have a bigger problem, and that's the Californians. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people in California are heading for the hills during this pandemic, huh? Really are. Really. A lot, a lot of the areas here, here, especially in Colorado, also Salt Lake City, but Boise, really. And that the housing has gone up in value there uh, because of that. And um I was in, I was in Boise. Oh, let me see, about eleven years ago. Lovely town, great town. I'm sure it's changed a lot since then. But only place where I actually left the bar with with two other guys I was with, and this young lady was like, oh, "I'll give you a ride back to your hotel." Just being nice, and I'm just yeah. like, "Man, in Philadelphia, this would have never happened." <laughs> You would have been called a creep for even suggesting, and you didn't even ask. Yeah. And it's interesting. Now they, didn't ask. Back, they offered. Yeah, and we're going back 17 years when I saw String Cheese incident in Madison, Wisconsin in 2004, right before the 2004 election with George Bush and John Kerry. And I stayed an extra day. The show is a Sunday. I stayed the extra day on Monday and uh, watched the. I think the Jets and the Dolphins played it, but the Jets were playing somebody on Monday Night Football. And this the, the woman bartender, petite, nice little girl, gave me a ride back to my hotel. Had no problems. It was like, no problem. I'll see you later. And it's just where that that kind of stuff would never happen anymore. So that's kind of a shame. And nor should it anymore, because us men haven't really done a good job of keeping women protected in those instances enough. Yeah, sure. We I mean we definitely did it to ourselves and and honestly, it's like every other day, there's something else out there where you see something went on. So fucked up world, man. We have ourselves to blame, really. Yeah. We didn't stop the fire. It was always burning since the. Yeah, no, it's definitely a situation where I believe that. <sighs> It's just one of those things that we're developing right now. I don't know. I can just end it right there, dude. I was kind of lost right there because I smoked a bunch of weed before I came on here, and I lost my train. This was so so impromptu. Anyway, you basically just called and like boom, boom, boom. I was going to grab a cup of tea, and I never even did. I was like, yeah, it was kind of fast. I just happened to see. I happened to be sitting at my desk here when you. I was like, and then yeah, I was actually looking. I was I was licking my wounds here with this shit. Yeah, um, dude. Ugly. And that's the other thing, too. I mean, the day starts off, we're like, okay, let's see what my portfolio is doing today. And, oh, yeah, everybody does. And it, it's what you do in the morning. You know, get my coffee, get my smoke, and then I check out the things, and that's one of them. And so a pretty rough day in terms of that, but there's still a lot of great things happening in the world. We are three weeks away from Peach Music Fest. Me and Kelly Williams are starting to set everything up and get that excited. We have a brand new 40-something podcast flag that will be flown proudly at Peach Festival, proudly at Summer Camp Music Festival. And then maybe from there, sometimes in in Colorado, sometimes out in PA, wherever we it may take us, the 40-something podcast. 
podcast flag is going to be flying around a lot of places over the next year between myself and the VIG. And it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, Peach, just less than three weeks, three and a half weeks away. Very, very excited to do the deed there. We're getting an RV. And all of our favorite bands are going to be there. J-Rad, String Cheese Instant, Humphreys McGee, Moe. And, of course, the return. Trey. Trey, the dude from the police, and Les Claypool. And, of course, Oysterhead. I got to get better at that. It seems like Oysterhead's really, that's the the one show they're doing. Yeah, I mean, they were booked a year and a half ago. Trey's obviously going to be extraordinarily busy with fish. Their tour opens in, in a couple, I think a couple of days, doesn't it? The June 11th, their, their tour opener. We can definitely get into the fish tour real quick. Well, so fish. Yeah. It looks like they have a lot of the same dates that they were doing previous to this. Uh, and 40 something podcast will be in Hershey park, Pennsylvania. August 10th, Tuesday, August 10th. We'll be in the parking lot. Come say hi, get a t-shirt, what have you. It's going to be a blast. But yeah, their tour, if you look, they it, it pretty much was all from last year. I don't know if any of them were completely changed. But they open on, actually, they don't open till July, the end of July. July 28th in Rogers, Arizona. That's going to be hot. Ugh. Middle of July in Arizona. That's yucky. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's Arkansas, but still. Wait, which Arizona? What's Arizona? AR? Yeah, Arizona is AR. Which is weird because they're going to do Arizona. They open on July 28th, fish in Northgate Road. No. On Rogers in Rogers, Arizona, at the Walmart Amphitheater. Then they do a little bit of a southern situation. They got Alabama, Georgia, what have you. And the ones we're going to be paying attention to are the Hershey Park Stadium, August 10th and 11th. And of course, Vig, you're going to be doing Dick Sporting Goods a couple nights, are you not? So it looks like Friday and Saturday at Dick's. And uh, not not completely 100% confirmed on that. And if not, then so be it. But, uh, yeah, I was looking at, I see that Oyster, Oysterhead actually has a whole tour plan. And they have three nights at Saratoga Springs at, at, at Spock. Spack? Spack, yes, Spack. Beautiful Spack. venue. I threw up there at a fish show and did not get kicked out. I don't know how. I was. It was just me amidst this big section in between the, the lawn and the vending area. And there's a big garbage can, like right in the middle of like everything. And I just looking around and just beefed all into it. And uh, to my surprise was not kicked out. No one saw me. It was a very stealthy vomiting, but I wasn't stealthy at all. I was just like, Rah! yeah, but it was the whole process was stealth. Cause nobody really saw you and you need yeah. to like end up, yeah, it would. So it was nice there. I, I was on acid, and I would have definitely not enjoyed my trip as much if I got kicked out right there. Let's see, but so Oysterhead's doing three nights there. I think Fish is doing Spack, but not till the fall or September. Oysterhead's, Oysterhead's doing three nights there, and then two nights at the Beacon Theater, 
And then they're going to be doing three nights at in Scranton, four nights. One, two, three, four. I think they're playing every day at the Peach. Oh, my goodness. I don't know if that's that. They, they usually sometimes be, until their their actual day is announced, they only they say the the entire date of the festival until they know. So I don't think yeah, they're playing okay. all three days. Okay, because that's what it's listed here. But oh, they're saying three days, or they're just oh, oh, you know, no, 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 no. So I'm getting this mixed up. This is just Trey. I thought it was Oysterhead, but it looks like it's Trey. Trey Anastasia is doing it from from the road, which is going to be very cool. But yeah, but fish, we are certainly excited about getting our fish rocks off this summer, on top of summer camp, on top of Peach Fest. And I am super excited about that. So, yeah, the, the Fish Summer Tour, as we said, uh, starts in July 28th at Walmart Amphitheater in Rogers, Arizona. And what do you think the tour opener is going to be? And this is all sold out. All these shows are pretty much sold out except for Nashville, Noblesville, Indiana. Uh, there are And Hershey Park Stadium, good old Pennsylvania and Atlantic City. Actually, the tickets are actually not sold out except the first few are sold out. But a lot of tickets still left for Gorge. That's always a blast. That's going to be the weekend before Memorial Day or Labor Day weekend. There's a weekend in Atlantic City at Atlantic City Beach. And then, of course, Hershey Park. So a lot of fish going to be happening. And that's good because fish does help the economy of the jam band scene. It helps the economy of the areas that they play. So it's a really good thing that fish is out playing. They are a money maker. Let's be honest. And one of the things they bring is they bring a lot of revenue to a lot of people that sorely need it from uh, the fish community. I agree with that. It looks like it looks like Noblesville is is still available for you want to check that out. I'm kind of thinking that over, but uh, Noblesville, Indiana. Yes, you're going to go to Noblesville, Indiana for fish. Sure. Oh, is that by summer camp? Is that right around the same time? No, it isn't. Well, it's the beginning of the month, so it would be the sixth, seventh, eighth. Yeah, I don't think I would be doing. I, I'm not going to do that. How far away is Indiana I from Colorado? Oh, it's far. Yeah, I mean, why would of all the places? Why would Indiana be the place? I got to go to Noblesville. Gotta see some. Well, I'd have some, I'd have some friends there. It'd be cool to catch up oh, with, but you know, that makes complete sense. I understand. Man, that is quite a summer tour setup. Yeah, they're going full blast, man. I, look. This is their first opportunity. This fit when fish plays their first note at the end of July. And it's weird how it's the end of July enough to where enough people should be in the flow of going back to normality, uh, normality, July 28th. So we're going to have half the summer is going to be done for the most part, at least a month and a half into it about. And I tell you what, that first note that the band plays is going to be kind of the, the reacclimation of a lot of of sorrow and a lot of hard times being completely over when the fish takes the stage for the first time on July 28th in Rogers, Arizona and give it up for Walmart. They are such a good loving company for hosting that amphitheater. I'm just kidding. They clearly just paid for it to have a name on there, but still. 
So what? So this is what our summer looks like so far, Vic. What do you got lined up on your end? Let's 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 divvy some things up here. Vig, you're doing string cheese. Are we sure what how many days? And are are you still going to string cheese? I'm not even so sure about that, but I did happen to nab a three day pass in the lottery for that, and I also got a three day pass to Humphreys McGee, which I do plan on attending all three nights of those. That would be at Red Rocks Amphitheater, and that is the 18th, 19th, and 20th of June, I believe. That's right. Yeah, so those, uh, and then I actually go, I think I'm going to attend a Sound Tribe show at Levitt Pavilion in Denver. That will be on July 30th, and that's going to be an Axe to Cable's first set. Uh, so I don't know if any people are familiar with Sound Tribe Sector 9, but they usually, they, they shore up these sets, uh, these Axe to Cable sets that co- coincide with the moon phases, and they're very organic, organic acoustic type sets, and they're phenomenal. And uh, was that was out at Levitt Pavilion just this past weekend to try to see the Flowbots and uh, Brothers Brass, which is uh, which is a band like a horn band, uh, kind of like a New Orleans type, uh, you know, where you see them kind of party in the streets type band. They used to do that on Fishlot uh, at Dick's, and they kind of worked their way up and became very pretty organized with that. They're now actually a a, a full on band that plays out and has a Spotify with music and everything. So they played at Levitt Pavilion in Denver this past weekend. However, the lightning rolled in about eight 30 and 86 that they told everybody to go to their car. And honestly, I have not seen lightning like that in several years. It was that great grand cloud, the ground lightning that kind of streaks across the sky and lights it all up. And, yeah. uh, I was thinking the, Mo- the Motet and Eric Krasno had been at Red Rocks that weekend too. And I'm not so sure that uh, continued on as well, because it seemed like the path of the storm was right in that Southwest part of the area, which would be where, where Red Rocks is. And then also Levitt Pavilion hangs out around there. So that, that, that took place this past weekend. So kind of just kind of got blue balls from that whole thing. Cause I got to check out a little bit of, you know, I was sent off to my car, Cerveza in hand, and uh, just didn't work out this, this past week. So it's kind of slow out of the gate. And, uh, you know, so I, 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 have, I have some of those things planned. And then, of course, uh, summer camp in August 26th. Or I'm sorry, is it August 22nd? Yes. No, it's actually August 19th through the 22nd. Right. Okay. Thursday's yeah. Thursday's Silicon Steve Valley's birthday. So he's excited about that to celebrate probably 100 shows, my birthday, and back to seeing some of our very favorite bands that are probably, I would say, my favorite festival ever, overall. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have to agree. That's why I'm going back. And the 40-somethings podcast is going to be there doing a live episode and broadcasting. And we'll have the flag up, the banner, T-shirts, and we'll be rocking it. Hopefully trying to get some sound clips of some some people out and about that we'll we'll be seeing... uh, you know, I always think of Pony because he likes to talk to people and hang out at the at the VIP bar. So um, maybe we can get some people on the show. Yeah, absolutely. And Pony, for those of you who don't know, I'm Freeze fans. He's the bass player, Ryan Stasek, who actually, and I can't wait for this. They have a kickball game. I think every Friday, now Friday night, they're going into Saturday. It used to be Saturday going into Sunday. Now they make it Friday into Saturday. Big kickball game. I cannot wait to take part in my first, fit, first summer camp kickball game in nine damn years and celebrate 20 years of one of the best 
music festivals on the planet, Summer Camp Music Festival. Vig and I will have somewhat of a physical reunion, and it's the first time we're gonna do a festival together in many, many years as well. So we are super stoked for this. This is gonna be some shit, man. We were in our 20s when we first started hanging out. You know what I mean? Oh, I was, no, actually early 30s, sorry. We were early 30s. True, we did a summer camp in 2010. Uh, that was 11 years ago. So it'll be the first time back to the Three Sisters Park since then. And uh, hopefully we'll see you guys there too. 